podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sweet Suplex Retweet. Hello, once again, you're listening on this absolutely fine Saturday. The football season's back, we're all happy, but more importantly, the ESSR draft season nine is nearing its conclusion. And of course, to hear everything about it, you are once again listening to Saturday Draft Live. As your host for the episode myself, Jack Graham, joined by the stats man, the Listeners League connoisseur, David Hockney. How are we doing? How you doing, Jack? It's uh, great to be back. And I tell you what, you know, the heat wave might have taken a bit of a breather, but I'm still roasting hot at the minute. Uh, just as is the competition with the draft at the minute. I know, it's, it's all, all go in real life and in this draft. It is absolutely all happening. And you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts on it. Check out our YouTube, you'll find the latest Clint Showdown. I think it's been a couple of weeks now, so I will say that I lost... Unfortunately, I'm no longer the Quiz Showdown champion after a couple of successful defences. I know it's a bloody disgrace, but Bad we times. do have a new Quiz Showdown that will be coming out for the weekend of SummerSlam, which of course will be about SummerSlam. You're, you're going to be on that one, aren't you, David? Yes, I'll be there, and it's a very appropriately named Quiz Showdown 13, Can You Feel the Heat? Well, I hope you do. Myself proud, David, and you get that Quiz Showdown championship that you, you quite frankly deserve. I've been on almost, I think, about 10 different quiz showdowns and I've yet to win one. And I don't know, maybe my, my quiz uh, performance has been, uh, has dipped a little bit, but you never know. It's I've had plenty of success with quizzes before. It'll get to me eventually. You know what you need? You just need to get a shit shirt on, something wacky, get the sunglasses on, embrace the summer heat and get into, you know what I mean? That's what summer slams are about. You know what? I like that idea. You know, get a summer attire going just like we had a had our Christmas jumpers on for the Merry Christmas, you filthy animals special. Exactly. But Dave, Saturday Draft Live will implode soon as I get to take on Scott McLeod in an exhibition match for the Book It series on the YouTube channel. Check that out in a couple of weeks. But tonight, 6pm, ESSR Central will drop with Ross and Scott McLeod, so please be sure to check that out once you're done listening to Saturday Draft Live. Check out all the latest news in the world of wrestling, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that death match that happened on AEW Dynamite, which is an absolute gore fest in itself, but I'm pretty sure David Steven will be kicking himself that he traded out Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, like Chris Jericho, I mean, if Stephen had known that Jericho was going to be going through at least five matches over the coming weeks, he wouldn't have traded him out. So I think that's got to go down this season as one of the biggest uh, biggest faux pas this season seen. 100%, 100%. But before we get on to top of the draft, obviously, Twitter, Suplex Retweet, got our Instagram page, Suplex Retweet, got the Facebook page, we've got the community page. Just get involved, get talking about wrestling. And hey, if you want to join our listeners league next season, get in touch and we'll get you added in. We'll be talking more about season 10 later. I mean, perhaps strategy might be going ahead as we reveal some saucy news about that. But, Ooh. Dave, we move on to the top three of the week. It's a bit of a different top three, uh, as always. For uh, I was going to say, as always. <laughs> uh, as of recent, Drew McIntyre is not in the top three, so we don't need to speak about him. But we'll move on to Charlotte Flair, who started this week with seven points from Ross. Not a, not a face we've seen many a time up in this top three uh, during this season, has it, Dave? 
No, because obviously Charlotte Flair has been MIA since around sort of WrestleMania time, but she's uh, slowly sort of worked her way back into the women's title scene. You know, she's had a feud with Rhea Ripley. She's not won these big matches as of yet, but she's starting to pick up wins again and subsequently more points, uh, particularly with a win over Nikki A.S.H. this week. And she's getting another match with Nikki this coming Monday, which will be a no-holds-barred match. So I think this will be a good chance for Ross to start clawing back some points here. And he's only five and a half points behind Ryan Dalgleish. So you never know. We could see Ross jumping up uh, a couple of places in the in the top 10. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one with Charlotte taking kind of a DQ win and a loss and still kind of being involved. There's still that chance. SummerSlam, you know, Charlotte Flair is ever all reliable for WWE in the women's division. The, the, the title could very easily be put back on her come SummerSlam and that'll be a very good bonus for Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, although I'm not, if I was a betting man, like I usually am, but I'd never actually bet, I don't see Charlotte Flair actually winning the title at SummerSlam. I think they're still going to keep rolling with the, the Nikki Ash train for a good time being. I hope so. I hope so. But it's Vince. We, we never know. We never know, obviously. Yeah. But we'll, we'll go on to something that might be cheering you up a wee bit. Your mm-hmm. tag team, seven yep. points. Uh, I believe they had a successful uh, win on Raw this week against the Viking Raiders. The tag, the tag titles and they also beat down Matt Riddle. So you... I, Pretty happy that your tag team's sitting up there. Yep, yep. Very good uh, Very good outcome for my tag team in particular. I was a little bit apprehensive about them at first because I originally had the captaincy on them, but uh, they weren't racking up as many points as I'd hoped they'd, they'd have done. But, you know, Money in the Bank, you know, was a big turnaround for them. You know, a successful defense against the Viking Raiders there. Another one this past week. And as a result now, they've actually broken into the top 10 uh, with 58 points total at at the number 10 spot, only the second tag team to do so outside of Heyman and Reigns. And they're also the third highest scoring newcomer this season as well. So yeah, a big successful week for AJ and Omos as a tag team. Do you, do you think, obviously, uh, you you took Jimmy, I think? Jay, I took Jimmy, Jimmy, yes. Jimmy. I took Jimmy, yeah. Uh, and you moved the captaincy to him, which... Mm-hmm. At the at the time, everyone was like, "That's absolutely fair enough." But do you think? Obviously, he had won the titles. So I think your captaincy was on him for that. That's right. Uh, yeah. But we've seen AJ almost defend their titles twice. So as a, I won't say regret, but do do you think there maybe would have been any benefit to keeping the captaincy on AJ almost for that wee bit longer? Hmm. No, I don't regret changing it, given how much exposure Jimmy's had uh, since he was brought in during the transfer window. And just from the transfer window alone, I'm pretty sure he scored just as many points as AJ and Omos would have done. So, yeah, I've got no no gripes whatsoever about, you know, switching the captaincy over. That's absolutely fair enough. But speaking of the, the transfer window and who we see at the top of the table this week, Dave, mm-hmm. your favourite, Adam Cole. <laughs> Baby. Part of Ross McLeod's team uh, drafting him in during the transfer window. Eight points. Uh, a surprise, mm-hmm. maybe, perhaps, to see Adam Cole up at the top of the table, considering the whenever he's kind of been in and about the top three of the week, it's been because of like, the Undisputed Era. I believe he was on my team when I won the season and he was a prominent fixture because of UAE, whenever he's been on a winning team because of that. Mm-hmm. So having the, a, a, a different scope, a different outlook to Adam Cole's kind of momentum in the draft for eight points, 
Uh, I think he beat Bronson Reed this week. He was involved in different backstage segments. He was getting beat down by Kyle O'Reilly. It's all kind of happening. It seems that the the, the transfer of Adam Cole has been a roaring success for us, considering that it looks like TakeOver would be on this season where they will have their final rubber, ma- rubber match. Yeah, and I still call bullshit on that. You know, both me and Scott both argued that we that it should be part because it's usually Sunday to Sunday or Monday to Sunday, as it were. So, and it's not our fault, you know, SummerSlam's in place on a Saturday this time around when it's always usually ended up on a Sunday. And don't forget the argument we made last week as well. WrestleMania TakeOver 2020, which was uh, TakeOver Tampa Bay, that got moved to the following Wednesday and it still got included. So I, I don't see... I don't see the, the justification for not including TakeOver 36 in this draft. It'll be, a, it'll be an interesting one. I I, I don't care either way. I, I, <laughs> you don't care because I, I don't think you've got any NXT representatives on your team. Except, well, but, except for Candice LeRae, sorry. And, and Roger Strong. Strong. Who might have a Cruiserweight title match against Kushida. We, we, we don't know, obviously. That's the kind of program that's that's going I, I get both sides of the argument so I'm not um, I've got big, big mammy cool here I need her to successfully retain against <laughs> Dakota Kai it'll be it'll be a it'll be an interesting one nonetheless I think that if I remember correctly I was not for takeover being included last time when it got moved but I do I do understand mm. the argument but yeah. But yeah, just sort of, just sort of going back to Adam Cole for a second. Uh, yeah, Ross is sort of playing a blinder with uh, changing the captaincy to him because he's starting to get the momentum back and he's still got that ongoing feud with Kyle O'Reilly. So we know he's going to get continued exposure all the way up to SummerSlam. What I'm worried about is is if they're going to have a, a third match at TakeOver 36, I'm worried, is he going to fall at the last hurdle? But then again, if it's not included, it doesn't really matter. But putting the captaincy on him is still probably the best move because as you said jack you know you've won with him as, as as your captain in the past i've won it i've won a season where i've had adam cole on my team but I, as when he was also my captain so it's definitely a he's definitely a valuable commodity to anybody's team yes yeah, so that's that's our top three of the week a bit of a bit of a change a change of scenery when you look at the top three there dave it's nice it's no no refreshing you usually see yeah but we'll we'll move on to the top 10 and the I think it's un- unfortunately after the, the, the transfer window, we're kind of resided ourselves here to see our, our last position of Sarah, 135 points. I think the the trades that were made is benefiting other people, and I think it's, it's certainly going to see Sarah in the bottom position, unfortunately, because we've got a near 20-point gap to ninth position. Scott is on 152.5 points, and Dave, we see a huge... Huge, huge, huge gap of near 30 points between Scott and David Campbell, who's on 180 points. I don't I don't see any way that the, the, the gap will close in a, in a significant way that Scott could potentially get to eighth, do you? Mm, it, it'll be difficult for Scott to try and claw back a, a position where he puts himself above of, uh, Campbell. But switching out, because I think he's going to be let down the fact that uh, Natalia apparently suffered an injury this week and Natty and Tamina is his tag team. So that might have derailed his uh, tag team transfer. He does have LA Knight though, and he's in a prominent feud with Cameron Grimes on NXT. So we could see some bounce back from that front. And he also has Kyle O'Reilly, 
who will be continuing his feud with Adam Cole. So I think he needs to, to look towards NXT and AEW if he's going to try and claw back some points. I believe that his captain Miro has a title defence on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Well, there you go. So, so that'll be that'll be a big help. But will it be enough? We'll need to tune in and find out next week when you when you listen to Saturday Draft Five. But we've kind of got between eight and six here. Also, Campbell's 180 points. Ross is 186. Randall Gleeson 191 and a half. They were kind of having a wee a wee go at it, Dave. And now, do you think that they're kind of performing to expectancy, maybe from where they mm. drafted? Yeah, I think so because those guys were sort of uh, roughly around the middle. But Ryan Gallagher was, I think, was second to last draw. But he played a blinder with Apollo Cruz as his team captain, and I think that's what's keeping him right smack bang in the middle of the table. Which is fair play to Ryan. You know, he's drafted second to last, and he's doing this well. I think Ryan's actually overperforming in some capacity. But Ross has had a, a great week this week with Charlotte Flair and Adam Cole both scoring big. If he keeps that momentum going, he could uh, potentially. Uh, at least overtake Ryan Dalgleish, but Ryan Gallagher might be a bit of a stretch at this point. Yeah, so also we were, me and, me and uh, Campbell said a couple of weeks ago when we were on that Ryan Gallagher's probably been the best draft, draft performer this season, mm-hmm. considering he drafted 10th, and I think at that time he was 4th, and I think he's now he's now 5th, because he's got that two, like a near 20-point gap between Ryan Dalgleish and himself when he's in 210 points. But, and it's like well, the, the the tables often join twenty point gaps here, Dave, because you're about twenty odd points ahead of Ryan Gallagher in fourth position. What what an absolute turnaround the transfer window's been for you to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's the story with me in the transfer window season. It's always a tale of two seasons. Like because when I draft the first half, I don't perform as well. But yet when I make these changes, uh, everything just seems to come up for me. Like drafting in Jimmy Uso and putting the captaincy on him was probably the best decision I could have made uh, to turn my fortunes around. And I would dare say that I'm probably within striking distance of catching third place, assuming, you know, Jimmy Uso continues to make regular appearances. And, uh, like, as far as, I'm cons- as far as I've checked, the, I'm actually, my team has actually got the highest uh, scoring worst performer. Uh, Chris Statlander is my lowest scorer with 24 points. And that is miles ahead above everybody else's lowest scorer. It's you, you. You've had a good this week. I think you're your third this week in the the point scored. You got 15. Ross and Scott both got 17. Mm-hmm. Gary and myself got 14. So you've you've, you've had a had a very good week. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that first position's out your reach because you never you never know what 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 can happen. But you, you you said yourself if you're able to get into third, you'll be you'll be pretty happy. But you're seeing there it's like a 15 point gap between yourself and Gary's and 252. We can. See how that goes. Steven, second place, 254. And then myself in 277. So for, for what once was a 50-odd point gap has now went down to like 23. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, we finally got a... We've got a three-horse race going into the last few weeks now because as we've seen with past seasons, you could be 30 points ahead like I was during Royal Rumble season this year and you could still blow it. So, and with Gary and Steven literally you know, leapfrogging each other for second place at this stage. We've got a competition on our hands. And then you've obviously, you've, you've got me on the outside who could just sneak in like an RKO out of nowhere and overtake some of you. If I think, I'm not sure I'm going to catch you, Jack, personally, but I could easily, you know, turn things around and maybe overtake Gary. 
you want me to tell you some interesting conversations I had this week with two people in the draft? Yeah. Regarding my, my, my captaincy. Uh, Campbell and Stephen were both messing me asking, why are you not changing your captain to Adam Page? Obviously, that was the the, the, the ten man elimination tag match and if Hangman Adam Page and Dark Order won the match, they were gonna get their world title shot and a tag title shot and obviously that didn't happen. And my my justification was that my my track record in the draft is that when it gets to the big show at the end, I don't have many representatives and it's looking like Drew is gonna face Jinder at SummerSlam. Mm. And I'll need the pay-per-view captaincy points for Drew to win. Whereas All Out would be after the season ends. And yep. I don't know if the short-term gain... If obviously Adam Page didn't win. So it's, it's proven right me not switching my captain. But I don't know if that short-term gain would have benefited me in the long run. No, I think, that's a, I think that's a very wise decision. You, you're, you're banking on Drew's... Uh, captivating performance in the past few seasons and the fact that he's got a solid program going into SummerSlam, whereas AEW doesn't have a, a massive show that ties in with the season. Maybe if you, if you were forced to change, I think you could probably get away with the Young Bucks, given that they won this week, but that doesn't guarantee you know they'll successfully defend or get as many points as Drew would. So I, I think you've done the right thing. Yeah, maybe they're just playing devil's advocate to see it getting closer near the oh. near the end of the season. But and alas, you never, you should know never to trust a goat either. Well, there we go. It was more more Stephen. I was I was uh, cautious about obviously being the in second place. He was maybe trying to weasel his way to that top position come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But we'll try my best. But Dave, you can. Delight is again with your fabulous take on <laughs> the Westerners League, obviously, when it was me and David Campbell on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He tore your pride and joy to absolute shit. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna make it easy listening for David Campbell this week because I'm gonna keep it short uh, for the Listeners League this week. So because the order of ranking for this week hasn't changed in the past week. So we have Johnny Napier with Nehasso Brasso on 255 and a half. We have Jonathan Swift with Swifty Tombstones Lee on 263. And just one point ahead of him is Adam Callier, P45, 264. Now, Jonathan Swift uh, had a successful win with his captain, Bianca Belair, this week. So that's what's keeping him in contention. But not to take anything away from Adam Callier, who has Chris Jericho as his fifth round pick. And he has the the trials of Jericho still to come. Three more matches to go. uh, Plus, Tony Schiavone is his fourth round pick. So I can see him racking up points to go along. And Tony Schiavone is also his, his team captain. So a bit of a contest between these two. But I can see Adam Callier start to stretch the lead out over Jonathan Swift and maybe start to close that gap with our second place uh, listeners league person, the the talented Mrs. Ripley on 273 points, Ross Brady's team, a very consistent performer this entire season, but I think first place is starting to slip from him now after what was a, a commanding start for his team. Um, Rhea Ripley obviously is getting announced for the Raw Women's title match at SummerSlam. Tony Schiavone is a saving grace. Obviously, he's a big, been a big scorer this season. Matt Riddle and Randy Orton appear to be going into a program with AJ and Omos, and Matt Riddle's his team captain. So if RK Bro end up taking the tag titles at SummerSlam from AJ and Omos, I think that could put Ross back in contention to possibly try and steal it. So that's that's definitely going to be one to watch. But of course, first place again this week is JP with shirts and balls out on 288 points, a 15-point 
lead over Ross Brady. Now, JP has Tony Schiavone as his team captain. As we've said before, a very, very strong contender. Charlotte Flair was in the top three this week. Uh, he's her, uh, She's his first round pick. Uh, and, he, and he also has both members of Team RK-Bro on his team. So I think this is really going to come down to who they have as their captain. Like, we've seen Tony Schiavone be a massive scorer this season. But I think Ross needs to hopefully pray that Team RK-Bro ends up winning the tag titles at SummerSlam. Because if not, that will be the deciding factor between who wins between those two. But don't count out Adam or the two Johnnies either. Because, you know, much like our sort of main league table, we've got a really really hot contest on our hands in the last few weeks. So, and that has been the listeners league this week. If you were to give your, your hot take as the expert analysis of the listeners league, Dave, mm-hmm. as yes. a table as it is, and what everyone's teams are looking like, if you had to put your, you had to put five pound down on it right now, who mm-hmm. is your winner at season nine of the listeners league draft? Well, initially I would have said Ross Brady, given how consistent his team has been. I'm not going to take anything away from JP either because, you know, looking at his team, RK Bro, Tony Schiavone, Charlotte Flair, Britt Baker, and the New Day. Whereas uh, Ross Brady's team is Matt Riddle, the Young Bucks, Rhea Ripley, Britt Baker, Tony Schiavone, and Randy Orton. Two very similar teams with the main difference being their tag teams and their captain. It's a difficult one to say, but I think given the similarity between their teams and the difference in points, I'm going to have to say JP. And a, a delightful addition, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is, will, be, will be thrilled to have JP coming in for the, the, the main draft for Season 10. And Dave, on that, let's let's talk a wee bit about Season 10 as as we as it's known as the, kind of the, the 10th season anniversary of the draft and we're or wanted to be the, the biggest it has ever been, wouldn't you say? Yep, we've been doing this for 10 seasons now, and you know it's been going on for a good couple of years now, but obviously seasons uh, differ between the big four pay-per-views, so that's why we've accumulated so many. But yeah, it'll be it's good that we've kept it going for so long, and I think it's only right that we sort of bring in faces, uh, new and old, to take part in what we would like to dub as the biggest season ever from SummerSlam to Survivor Series. So obviously the... As as we know, the, the 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 next season theme is the purgatory season. So the bottom two will be relegated to purgatory for the Survivor Series two Rumble season. Uh, but I can confirm that as it stands now, sixteen people will be in the draft next season. We won't say who. We won't say who. But we'll, we'll leave the the surprises to trickle down. Uh, until we get to the end of the season, into the eventual kickoff show. But our biggest season ever, Dave, and for it to be purgatory season, where you've got something to fight for at the top end and something to fight for at the bottom end, mm-hmm. got to be pretty exciting, isn't it? Yep, burning the candle at both ends here, but not in like a, a bad way. Because purgatory season means that if you get relegated, that means the following season you won't be, you're ineligible to win, but you are eligible to get first place in the Survivor Series, no, sorry, in the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania season. Yeah, but we'll, that's, that's a couple of seasons away. The One thing we'll have a, a quick discussion on the now is tag strategy for 16 people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen it implemented a lot. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Bobby Lashley, MVP, Kenny Omega, Don Callis. 
Do you think that will be an even better strategy going through to a shorter season that survived, uh, Slam that Survivor Series, or do you think we'll need to see tag teams getting picked, such as Private Party, the acclaimed, like kind of aid it not not specifically just AEW tag teams, but actual tag teams that will be wrestling, or do you think that the the the, the strategy will still be implemented so that it will be an even more of a struggle to draft solid first round, second round picks? This is going to be an absolute massive anarchy because if you look at the statistics from this season, the biggest scoring tag team is Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. So if if that isn't a sign that these sort of wrestler-manager tag teams work, Heyman and Reigns is the main exception. And it did work for Gary when he, the first time he chose Lashley and MVP as his tag team. And they're still performing pretty well this season with 40 points overall. But when you look at the other like legitimate uh, competing tag teams, teams like AJ and Omos, the Young Bucks, the New Day, MSK, they're all still scoring big points. So I think it really comes down to personal preference. Like, do you want to pick a tag team champion where you know they're going to be uh, regularly competing and they're going to be defending championships? And if you put the captaincy on them, is that going to give them an extra boost? So, but at the same time, if you pick a, a superstar manager combo, it actually takes away some big performers as single stars. And I think that's, uh, I appreciate, you know, it's an effective strategy to sort of hamper the other team members, but I can't help but think, you know, is it going to hamper yourself? Uh, if you take a sort of a team that doesn't compete regularly or defend championships, that's my biggest concern. And I guess it all comes down to personal preference in the end. I think the, the interesting thing will be, say, say, for instance, I do win this season, right? And I need to draft from last position next season. Mm-hmm. But for the first time in the draft, I believe, we'll be introducing the snake draft. So tag team in first round, I'll go from first to 16th. Second round, I'll go from 16th to first. Third round, first to 16th. Fourth round, 16th to first. 15th, eh, fifth, first to 16th. So... The strategy will certainly change this season for who who we can actually get. And as you say, it's going to cause a lot of anarchy because say you're drafting from 10th position, Mm -hmm. you'll wait 10 turns in your tag in your first round. But when they get to the second round, you're only waiting six turns. Yep. So it it brings maybe balance that's needed in a bigger season like this. If anything, yeah, you'd want to be sort of somewhere in the middle when it comes to drafting uh, for the next season. Because you don't want to be at either end of the spectrum because you could miss out on a very valuable pick. Whereas if you're in the middle, it sort of balances it out. Now, I drafted third uh, this season and I'm currently sitting in fourth overall. But, you know, given that this was the transfer window, I was able to make some very suitable substitutions, I think. And it's turned things around. But in this coming season, you won't be able to do that. You get one shot and then you're stuck with them. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. But... We can't speak too much about the next season, Dave. We've still got season nine to go, but I'm sure when the the OG SDL team of Scott and David Campbell, they will return next week to the host and chairs. Maybe they, maybe they can reveal some more information on season 10 of the draft, who, who might be appearing, who might not be appearing, who, who, who might be returning, who might be some new faces. We'll, we'll leave that to them, but I think that is... All the time we've got for today, Dave, thank you as ever for, for coming on. 
and thanks for uh, taking over hosting duty again, Jack. It's uh, I think it's good this new format, and I'm looking forward to bringing back the the OG hosts uh, next week, who no doubt you know I think David Campbell will can't wait to violate the listeners' league once again. Uh, uh, well, it'll be a flashback to good old Patreon days, but here on the main feed of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. So, I've been Jack Graham. David Hockney. You've been David yes. Hockney. You've not been anyone else, have you? Of course I've been David Hockney. Only be yourself. Oh, and just another note. I did say last week I would put up a petition for including TakeOver 36 uh, on our Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community, community page. By the time this show goes out, it will be up there. So, if you... If you believe that TakeOver 36 should be included in Season 9 of the draft, put your signature down and let's overturn this ridiculous ruling. Uh, and Central, obviously, 6pm tonight. Check it out when it drops. We won't be here next week. I'll be Scott and uh, David Campbell. Uh, I'll be there the week after. I, I, can't, I can't mind the exact schedule enough when everyone returns, but we will return. Check out Saturday Draft Live whenever it comes out. Check out everything else on East Sleep Suplex Retweet. But for just now, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and we'll see you later on. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 